Hello, and welcome to the Don't Start a Band podcast, episode number nine. I want to start off this episode by saying thank you so much to everyone who's checked out the podcast, whether you've watched it on YouTube or listened to it on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. The fact that you guys are taking the time out of your day to check this out means the world to me. Um, If you really want to help me out, do me a favor and click subscribe. Subscribe and then drop me some comments. Let me know how I'm doing, what I can improve on, and what you like about the podcast. As far as the sound goes, I'm working on getting it 100% perfect every time. I'm working on it. So don't go too hard on the sound, but please subscribe drop comments, unsubscribe, subscribe again, and then, uh, yeah, and then we'll be golden. Also, if you would like to be a sponsor of the Don't Start a Band podcast, you want me to plug your brand or give you a shout out in or at the beginning of every episode, shoot me an email at dsabpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode features a Mr. Reed Gambrell and a Mr. Tyrell Moores. They're all about photography, hip-hop, and a bunch of other things that we're going to get into. So, without further ado, please welcome Reed and Tyrell. Cue the music. Reed and Tyrell. What's up, guys? What's happening? You know, just living that podcast life. That YouTube life. That's right. In the first episode, I did say there was going to be no acting, no fake shit. Mm. But sometimes, like, it goes live, and I get nervous, even though nobody's fucking watching. (laughs) Although, I'm pretty sure that's why Annika just texted me, because if you're watching this, Reed did sign the contract so you can Venmo him the money. Also, (laughs) if anybody else wants to Venmo Reed and give him money. That's right. It's uh, at Reed, R-E-E-D-Gambrell, G-A-M-B-R-E-L-L. I also take PayPal, (laughs) Uh, Cash App, you know, all that shit. (laughs) All right. So, uh, tell... Myself and the listeners, a little bit about yourself. Well, um, let's both... go brief growing up, brief growing up, and then after you guys met and okay, everything launched. Sure, um, shit, yeah, I was born in uh, Vail, grew up there for a few years, came down to Denver, um, got into hip hop music a lot, and um. That's truly kind of how we met. We were like the both like the hip hop kids of different middle schools. Um, that shit was cool. Yeah. You guys didn't go to the same middle school. Mm-mm. No, he went to Powell. Powell. Yeah. yeah. Powell. Yeah. P 
PMS. Did you go, you went to Powell, right? No, I went to Mountain Ridge. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, I was supposed to go to Vista. Hmm. But um, yeah, I uh, was born in Colorado Springs, um, and lived in Lake George for a little bit, and then my dad had a business down here and bought a house down here and moved down here, and uh, just was like always into hip hop, I guess, because of my name. Or uh, just people, I don't know. When did kids start uh, asking, like when you would introduce yourself as Tyrell, when did kids start going, Tyrell? <laughs> uh, that's literally been my whole life. I can't remember it any other way. And uh, and so, I don't know, I always just gravitated towards hip-hop because it was kind of like a counterculture of like what my life was at the time. It was the only thing everybody else wasn't doing. So I just gravitated nice. towards that. And then, like, fast forward, getting into, like, Wu-Tang. Hmm. Uh, that was, like, the baby steps. I feel like it's every true millennial hip-hop kid. Baby steps is, like, Wu-Tang. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so anymore. I don't think so anymore. I guess we are millennials, huh? Yeah. yeah. Now you got to really... That, and that was, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Or really? more, probably, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so Devin, what's her face as a tattoo? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't get it. <laughs> She's a fan, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. She got it tattooed on. Where did she, where did she get it tattooed? Was I it on think her butt? on her butt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. Don't get butt tattoos, people. Yeah. Even if you have an ugly butt, uh, you don't want to ruin something that's already ruined. Mm. Yeah, and. <laughs> I feel like that's just like one of the classic spots. You get a tattoo because your parents won't see it or some shit. Is that why she got it there? Probably. That's so. what she was afraid <laughs> yeah. to show her parents. <laughs> Probably. I got one. Huh. Yeah. You yeah. were the first kid I ever knew to have a tattoo. Because, like, when we met freshman year, of course, I wanted tattoos my whole fucking life. But then you were like, yeah, I got a tattoo, and you showed me, and it fucking blew my mind. Yeah, and then you had a tattoo, and you were the only person I knew. Yeah, I remember we sat yeah. in English or some shit. I was like, yeah, I got a tattoo, man. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh. My tiny little eighth note. Yeah, I remember that shit. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Comp. Mm. <laughs> Tried to find her on Facebook. <laughs> She's probably, like, blocked me already, like, after she had me as a student. <laughs> I bet that's a reality for teachers nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media, yeah. or they gotta have like a, mm. a alias name. Yeah, something yeah. like yeah. Booty Snatcher Twenty Seven. Yeah. That's Miss Comp. <laughs> yeah, man. These teachers live the double lives, you know. Shouts out Miss Comp. The thing about Miss Comp is she was my favorite teacher, and her and I got along so well. But at the same time, I made her cry a couple times. Mm. Which really broke my heart. Yeah, thinking back on it. Yeah. Like, I was a yeah. shit kid. Just a shit kid. Yeah, we yeah. all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, so, yeah. And then, um, I guess musically, just always being yeah, into... Between you guys. Yeah, yeah. Always being into other music. Um, and then with him. and Then we started uh, our first... Hip hop duo. 
Yeah, I got a bootleg version of Ableton for my brother. I was like, when was this? How old were you guys? Like fourteen, fifteen. Uh, oh, this was pre, yeah. pre Queeb Khalifa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Way pre pre. Which Queeb <laughs> were you this time? Because you had a couple of them, right? I Queed Khalifa. I have a lot. Like Queed original before. The Queed original. Okay. Is that? But um. You guys all had I'm crazy fucking nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Still do. Dan acted. Yeah. I saw Dan. Uh, recently. Yeah, we were supposed to the... come to the EP release show. Oh yeah. 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 But he didn't. Mm. Shout out to Dan Matthews. <laughs> like. Just kidding. I love yeah. Dan. He's good. Yeah, we always bump up. Yeah. What bar? Metal, Metal Life. Life. Oh, like way down. You guys don't live down there, right? Like in Rhino? We, not in Rhino. We live by Union Station, yeah. but it's... Okay. Because you know. Metal Arc is in Rhino, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it is. But, um, Metal Arc's cool. It's, it used to really especially be a spot for a lot of like the local hip-hop and like R&B and just music scene in general, art scene. I didn't know We'd that. We'd go there on like the weekends and it'd be like away from, you know, Lodo and that type of shit. That's rad. Cause Larimer, that whole area yeah. gets fucked but up on it's, Fridays. It's, yeah. gotten, it's gotten more like pushed over from that's, that shit. That's truly but. where all the, the basic people go. It's yeah. Like, they go to Lodo. Well, people who don't live downtown, especially because it's yeah. like when you go downtown, that's you just that's hit where 20th you think to Street go. and you're there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, when we did our release show, two people tried to hop in my car because they thought I was an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I was going down Larimer just trying to go, like, because I was on Blake trying to go up 19th and then come around to load out my shit. And I'm going down Larimer at negative two miles an hour and two people tried to open the door to my car and then they showed me their phone (laughs) and looked at me like this and I was like, I'm not a fucking Uber. God. Does that happen at the Metal Arc? Well, not as, yeah. It's gotten gotten kind of like that. Gentrified? Yes. Is the Metal Arc gentrified? It's still like the spot, but it's just, it used to be more centered around like culture and like actual like artists were there. And now it's just like an that over, overflow area. of Lodo people. Just yeah. Like, on the weekend, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fridays, it's... Shouts out to the fucking is. taco truck out front of Metal Arc. Yeah. That shit's fire. Yeah. It's What's really it called? Do they have a mm, name? Camila's or something? They don't have signs or anything, shit. but... Yeah, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. They just got the burritos back on the menu. So. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right out front of the Metal Arc. But uh, that whole area is kind of different now. Dude, There's yeah, some different for sure. people. For sure. Dude, it's been a violent summer. That like, too. Of, like, like, like violent, violent? Well, like, I fucking him? probably a month You got ago. jumped, didn't you? Not jumped. Uh, just, like, attacked, I guess. Some dude followed me and punched me and he would sucker punch me and uh, was he like yelling at you or like provoking it or anything or not really like i was walking home from the metal like and i was yeah. in between like rhino and lodo just kind mm-hmm. of on a dark street and he followed me and like turn around like he's getting closer and then he like says something and i was just kind of like what and then just knocks my tooth out and i fucking drop and wake up just like bleeding 
You're just by yourself? Yeah. Who the fuck were you? He was like, <laughs> he's like, hey, bro, I'll be home in 40 minutes. I'm leaving now. And I'm just like. Yeah, then my phone died, though, at, yeah, right after it happened. So and then it's like an hour and a half later, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Man. Damn. Yeah, it was whack. Lost a up. tooth. I had a fake tooth. That's fucked up. Yeah, bullshit. Fucking rhino. I had a fucking super expensive camera, too, in my backpack. He knew I had it, too. So they didn't take your shit? No. No? No. Just yeah, my that's tooth. why, that's <laughs> why oh. it's such a... He just popped you that's and why fucking... It, yeah, that's why it's such a crazy... Yeah, it's weird. And then a week later, one of my what good friends, uh, Deva, she's a dope singer. Uh-huh. She was walking down Broadway in, like, first or some shit. And some some girl like attacked her or some shit. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. And then Giamazawa, who's shouts mm. out Giamazawa. Um, oh he's, yeah. Yeah, he's a dope rapper, and he his sister lives in Denver, and she got attacked as well. And that was probably like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's insane. But within like a month, man, like all these things are happening. What yeah. I, I've read some news headline about Boulder. In Boulder, there's been multiple attacks like that shit, and they're like doing an investigation or some shit now. I, I mean, I don't think it's like any. It's uh, cocaine. It's just, just all the with, with Dude, all the people moving to Denver yeah, and Colorado. Yeah. It's like it's bound to bring in all types of people and people get yeah, angry people and yeah. whatever. They. they I don't know. They just like, or they're like coming off of drugs and they don't eat, and mm-hmm. then they're acting like crazy, man. That's Sus. downtown is like that sometimes. I yeah. know this sounds douchey. I'm not gonna say it. I'll, I'll say it afterwards. Now that I'm thinking about the fact that this is live on YouTube and you're gonna be on iTunes, I don't want to put a target on my back. Oh, yeah. Mm. So anyway, going back to uh, middle school, 2000. Nine. Well, you said 2009. You said middle school. Middle school, yeah. Got your bootleg Ableton. Yeah. Then what? Um, I'm going to go check the sound real quick, make sure everything's looking good. Yep, yep. Um, got the bootleg shit. My brother kind of taught me how to make beats, just simple hip-hop beats. Um, I was really into Jay Dilla, DJ Premier at that time a lot. And uh, shit, started making beats. We wrote some really shitty songs, but it was fun and we were young. <laughs> and yeah, you can still find those on MySpace. <laughs> I found my MySpace. Yeah? I couldn't see what the fuck was on it. Yeah. But uh, I found it. Man, my, MySpace probably has all my emo shit on it. <laughs> I deleted mine. That's another thing you and I bonded over was uh, I set my friends on fire. Yeah, man. Oh, those are so dope. I remember seeing them at Warp Tour, and they're just like, they're fucking dope. Yeah. They're on the wave. Crazy. So, were you rapping then? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah very so. shittily, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, j- I just asked because I know that the music you make now, you don't rap on, do you? Not really, but I mean... He's got some. Stuff. I've got some low key. We all do. Songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I got I'd like to. Shit. I haven't been working on beats really, but like I'd like to put something out in the next few years that's like me rapping, singing. I can't sing, but it's like, yeah, 
<laughs> I know a guy that can make some vocals. <laughs> you know how long True. I have been fucking talking to you? I think I actually sent you drum tracks. You once did at one point. Like, Use this you shit. You did. Uh, I don't know what I did, but I remember probably making... shit recordings. I don't blame you. Yeah, well, I, I made some shit with it. I never like yeah. finished it, I think. But See, I always wanted to do it live like Travis Barker did with DJ AM. Oh, yeah. Like have like a little set thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That shit would be cool. I just love playing drums. Yeah. I fucking miss it doing yeah. all the backseater stuff. But yeah, we got to bring the MPC 4000 out here. <laughs> yeah. Chop what is up. that? Man, the MPC is like. Pretty much that and the SP12 is what hip hop started off. So it was just like a simple drum machine that you could, you know, you could chop up anything you record into it and it had like what, four seconds of time? Yeah. But the SP12, man, that shit had literally like five seconds of memory. And you'd dig through your records, you'd find sounds, you'd get your drums, and they'd all be like fractions of a second. You'd lay it all out, get your drums going, and then you'd like have a banging sample. And you just would have that chopped, and that's like... Is that the thing with all the little squares on it? Yeah, that's an MPC. The SP-12 was like the original. I'm pretty sure it had like kilobytes worth of space, which is literally so fucking small. And the fact that you're getting such dope music with those, with such low fidelity. Yeah, and so many limits. How did you take the drums out by themselves well you'd find parts in songs where it's like oh okay just the drums, just the drums the, you know you know okay. the and then you could even do you know some songs would kind of like come in with like a little roll or something so you could take yeah. like some parts from that okay. some you know and you could build yeah. a bank of and then yeah you, so you know take so you take something and it's like a, a four four on uh you know uh a hundred tempo mm. and you take that in, you could chop it up by like 16th, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you could get at like micro chops, what they call it, but it's like every little thing and then you kind of rearrange it and leave things out and then like... And know. then eventually would you just loop it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that was the technology at the time that really shaped hip hop was like yeah. those pieces and later they combined them with uh, samplers, external samplers, uh-huh. so you could have yeah. like more pads and but yeah a lot of like dj premiere shit gangstar stuff mm-hmm. it's literally just like a two-bar fucking loop the entire song and then there's like a part with some scratching or a couple parts yeah but it's pretty much just loops like damn well i watched uh, the tribe called quest documentary that they had mm-hmm. i think they had uh q-tip sit down and he was like messing with I think it was in that documentary, wasn't yeah. it? Where he's like messing with the jazz records and he like mm. lets it play and then like spins it back, lets it play, and he's just like recording it little beats at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, yeah. you yeah. like pause. Then that's how you would save your space because it was so limited with, with yeah. um, space. So you would, instead of recording the whole loop and then chopping mm-hmm. that, you could like just drop in a note record that dropping it and you kind of it, it's kind of chopping it's it tedious. before you chop it <laughs> yeah it is it takes yeah, a it lot is. of time but it, it's it's so dope with the feeling like we've done projects before where he's got his mpc i've got mine mm-hmm. we got yeah. one record player and you know we got tons of break records so he's he's looking for all these breaks and he's getting like the drums and then i'm over here with like you know fucking uh 
Miles Davis or uh, yeah. Ray is a record or you know like yeah. Do you yeah. have new ones of those that M? You said it's an MPC. MPC. Do you no. have like new ones of those? No, or you you're got, still rocking old he, ones. He's got his. Mine's a 2000, which came out in like 99 or something. Yeah, geez. And I got the 4000, which was the first ones they made in China. It was like, in 2000, like 2004. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I so, bet those weren't cheap. No. Yeah, and mine was like. I found mine at a fucking pawn shop for 150 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty nice, though, for what it is. Did you have to, like, rebuild it at all, or...? No, there's, like, one little thing where, like, the volume knob is, like, intermittent, so I just had, like, a little um, piece of paper and just pushed the connection. Damn. But, like, still, though, it's just... Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that, and, like, recently, uh, maybe, like, within the last couple of years, like, the baseline in... uh, can I kick it is like so iconic because mm-hmm. it just slides up mm-hmm. and slides down. Yeah. That's that and uh, Lou Reed, right? Yeah. Lou Reed. yeah. Well, and then they use that exact same uh, baseline in a song called "Standing Outside a Broken Telephone Booth with Money in My Hand" hmm. by a group called Primitive Radio Gods, hmm. but they use that exact same baseline as well. So, yeah, did they sample it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That's how but, it was. Like, or did they <laughs> play it on there? Um, no, because it's like, if you listen to it, it's more like electronic sounding. Yeah. Mm. But, uh. True. I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard the song. It's like, it's one of those songs that, like, was or is super popular that nobody knows the name to. And yeah. I just remember it because it's a ridiculously long title. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. True. But, uh. Yeah, that shit's. It's crazy, and that's that's what's so dope was going buying records and just getting into like obscure music, yeah. and trying to find weird sounds to sample. So I'm sure you guys, the records couldn't have been too expensive if you were finding like really underground <laughs> stuff. Sometimes, or sometimes at, they at were first like... we were like <laughs> when we when it was Jerry's Record Exchange, you could walk up in there with like it's ten dollars. Yeah, like ten dollars and get like bunch. fifty records, and you could probably find good shit if you were there long enough. Yeah. yeah. But oh, I remember there was times where we would both want the same. Oh my god! Yeah, this so, motherfucker bought all of um, Lou Rawls because he didn't want me to have any of it. I just want. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're, were both you guys living in the it. same place at that time. No, that's oh, when we okay. were living in this on the same block, basically. But his apartment was a studio here, and then mine was across the alley in a different building. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd just be cooped up in our own studios making beats and then we'd meet each other out back <laughs> you have the can with the string we could have <laughs> we definitely could have yeah. oh man that apartment was yeah it was shit those days <laughs> but uh, do you guys have a house now or no, we, still we got an apartment nice. yeah we live like by Coorsfield kind of yeah okay right behind Union Station nice so it's alright yeah, Started with the Ableton, right, right. Back then, and then I know you uh, you did some raps and stuff throughout high school. But towards the end of high school, mm. is that when you started that group with Bernie? Well, I w- I didn't really have anything to do with that. Like at that point, why do I like, think <laughs> that you did? did you? <laughs> he did. Like I. 
I was, I was on some other shit because I was in some stupid relationship and I was like kind of far from things mm-hmm. and so I think it motivated him to like do some shit I had to do something because <laughs> <laughs> you lost your partner in crime for, for yeah. a little bit yeah that's what happened <laughs> relationships man no no simp just kidding no simping but we yeah so then the kundalinians came along and mm-hmm. that was like I was also doing like DJing for all these other like rappers and stuff yeah that was a good time I would I wouldn't do it again but I had a really <laughs> good time doing that and then the kundalinians were you know that's yeah, space mike ate a great bernasty got hologram brady he's like I don't want to take a hundred percent credit for that, but I'm. I think I might have been the first person to call him Bernasty. Yeah. <laughs> I Ooh. think so. When he was a freshman, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But uh, if you were the first person to call Bernie Bernasty, drop it in the comments and subscribe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what one has to do with the other, but fuck it. <laughs> but uh. Nice. That group, uh, that was tight. I used to watch yeah. the videos from that shit. It was cool, yeah. though. Before that, we, like, I mean, I were DJing when we were just out of oh, high school. Yeah, we were doing shit. all sorts Those of shit. Yeah. Those were the days. We were, like, yeah. 18, 19, till probably, like, I don't know, 21, maybe, some shit. Yeah. But we were, like, a bunch of OG hip-hop groups we fucked with. We would, you know, like, hieroglyphics, we got to open up for them. And we actually stole some beer from uh, them. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> it was a lot beer. of Cervantes. Were you guys playing at Cervantes? That was at Castleman's, right? Yeah, back when Castleman's was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Castleman's. We've been Bones. kicked out of our own shows because we were young and yeah, drunk as fuck. <laughs> Damn. We've had our yeah. own events have to get moved to different venues because we were too young and they caught us drinking. Drinking was a big... <laughs> But it's like we were big roadblock and we were always just you know I mean like that's like yeah. all we'd work for is just like we'd like make a bunch of hip hop and stuff and then we'd just be like fuck yeah we're gonna go, go have a we'd blast like, we would go we're have a rock blast. stars like it was oh my god yeah that's how we would never be like oh man I I wish if like we could like do this it's just like, yeah we fucking we always crash green rooms and just find ourselves in just yeah that, that's our favorite thing situations. <laughs> Fucking up green rooms, just crashing just, them, just finding a way, just acting like you're meant to be there, oh. and you are. You yeah, know? and then people don't question you, and you're just yeah. like chilling with fucking. I would believe it if you guys like walked into a green room. Yeah, fuck it. Like that shirt, <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> I've been fucking with the cheetah print lately. You're like, I fuck yeah. with it, honestly. <laughs> Straight up, fact. you got you, both of you guys have a style. That's yeah, some pretty, uh, yeah. pretty unique style. I need to get some new clothes though. <laughs> Update it. I just hit the thrift shit because it's cheap and kind of disposable. There you go. You can just. I so, mean, how did you guys meet, and what got you into doing music? I couldn't even pinpoint the exact time, probably, but like the era. It was like eighth grade type shit when we all went to the movie theaters on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, he was bumping that. Or I was bumping. You were bumping Wu Tang. I think. Yeah, I was bumping Wu Tang. You're like, yo, is that Wu Tang? <laughs> no, the I think the first time we'd ever had a conversation, 
I was chilling, like, waiting for my parents to pick me up or something at the top of the movie theater. And you just, like, hop this weird-ass fence, and you're just like, yo, there's a fucking, like, let's go brawl down there, like, some shit. Like, there was, like, a brawl, or, I don't know. And I was just like, what? Uh, and we, like, all hopped the fence and ran down like there. That yeah. Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Were you guys chilling at AMC 24? Yeah. I was probably, we were probably all chilling there around the same time. Yeah. yeah. It was tons of kids yeah. would go, and it was oh, like yeah. a thing. I remember, yeah, we wouldn't even be about no movies. Yeah, we wouldn't watch. Shout out shit. to Allie Atkins, but she, I don't know how she fucking did it. She probably did it with you guys too, where she would like somehow slide her fingers into the door. And like pull open a side door what? to get us in for free. <laughs> yeah, we would just like wait for fucking people to leave and just sneak in, keep our parents' money. We'd be like, "Mom, can I have twenty bucks for the movies?" And we'd sneak in. <laughs> Still have twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Go buy weed. <laughs> or we go in, give the get a refund on a movie, and then just like kick it in. Inside. Oh, so, true. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna go buy a snack and then just like go to another movie. Nice. So you guys met at AMC? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Say that's fair. But we all went to high school together. For those who don't know, yeah, that's yeah. why I know a few things about Reed and Tyrell. We all went to high school together. Yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna say a word real quick. You just at. I'm just going to ask you if you remember this because it just popped in my head. Yeah. If I say the phrase big red, do you oh, know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I do. And that's in the past. <laughs> okay. No, I just wanted to see if you remembered that. it. No inside <laughs> jokes on the podcast. No. Nothing about that one. Nope. Nope. Nothing. But, uh. Music, yeah. though. Yeah, it was all because of hip hop. That's yeah. that's what it was, and then. So I might have missed it. You said your dad got you into hip hop, and then what got you into hip hop? No, I got really my sister bought me a boombox when I was like a boombox, boombox. Yeah, like with the CD player, and she bought me that in kindergarten, and then I got the sensory version of uh, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music mm. by Outcast, like. Classic okay. Outcast album, and I would play that, and it was censored. And I mm -hmm. just remember walking through as a kindergartner, and I had my boombox, and it was so heavy, and I was just like, "Fuck all these fifth graders!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got my boombox. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and my, then uh, go ahead. Um, I beatboxed for the fifth grade talent show. Nice. <laughs> I think I tried to lip sync a Simple Plan song. <laughs> I remember doing that one year and then I tried to yo-yo one year That's I was never good at yo-yo yeah. so I fucked with the yo-yos though I was a pretty dumb kid I'm getting into the kendamas though what's that? The, I got it right over there but it's like a it's a Japanese technically it's like a kid's toy right. technically but like untechnically it's super fucking hard Cause it's got like two cups on the side, one cup on the bottom, and oh. then it's got a ball, and you uh -huh. gotta like flip it up and catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned Those about it hell, because like. of uh, No Jumper. You ever watch his podcast? Mm -hmm. I know the shit like that he, like all the people he interviews in hip hop are like much more mainstream, like yeah, Lil I'd... Pump and Perp something. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't it Adam Twenty Two? 
Yeah. yeah. Dude's funny as shit. Yeah. Shout out Adam22, come on my yeah. podcast. Or have me on No Jumper. Mm. I know a couple things about hip-hop, but not really. But I was just going to say, it's funny that you say like your first hip-hop CD was like a clean version. <laughs> I got my first hip-hop CDs, um, I think it was in like fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. No, it was definitely fourth grade, somewhere around that time. But uh, my first hip-hop CDs were the clean version of uh, Beastie Boys, Five Burrows. Ooh. And then the clean version of Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> Dude. That was an era, man. Yeah. So you, much empty space. You, you were in a bad kid if you didn't have that album. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Straight up. For real. Yeah. Get Rich or Die Trying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And then All when the I heard like how Into Club actually went, right. I was like, whoa. whoa. The fuck the first time I sang it, I was like, I know every single word. <laughs> and then he started like, busting whoa. in with all of everything else and, and then it like, makes you wonder why it's censored and you're just yeah. like hmm, what? Yeah. you look into it because <laughs> one of the parts I remember that they censor he says uh, I got an S on my chest that's a semi-auto and they like bleep that part hmm. yeah just because it's referring to a gun it was right. like right after Columbine and... oh was it oh no that was like probably two years but things were changing that's true nowadays that yeah. shit wouldn't fly yeah now it's just emo rapper die. I, I don't know, don't you man. Think? A, What's your thoughts on that? It is all about the emo rapper. Shouts out Big Pharma. Who? Big Pharma. Oh, Big Pharma. Shout out RX. Prescriptions. RX. Shout out medicine. <laughs> anyway, yeah. how do you feel about the state of rap music today? I mean... There's some Loki bangers sometimes, but I don't know. I, I fuck with it. Well, it depends which which aspect we're talking. Mainstream mumble rap type stuff. Eh. You I'm called sorry. it mumble rap by that. Ooh. I knew. I was like, okay. But there's I also a lot of really I don't dope. fuck with it. I'll go on the record and say that. I, I yeah. respect it for what it is. There's some really good instrumentals in some of the songs. I don't get it. I'm ignorant. So that's why I don't like it. And mm. I choose to remain ignorant, but everybody who likes it, to each their own. Yeah. If you do like it, if you like mumble yeah. rap, then fuck you. You can be ignorant and it'll be a lot of fun. That's right. I, I, guess, I guess it's nice for You gotta times catch me on a, a mood with it. When you're like... Sometimes I understand partying it. Partying and like, shit yeah. and whatever. Like, I listen to music all the time. But I like shit that, like... There's, uh, like, a something. feeling that I'm feeling at the time. But, like, when yeah. you're not trying to be like that and you're just trying to kick it and have fun and Have whatever. a beat on in the background. Yeah. See, the closest I get to fucking with mumble rap... Mm. And this is still very far from is like sometimes I kind of like Post Malone. Yeah. He's not like he's talented. Some of the songs man. are some of the talent talented, that pe- yeah. people are all making the same music, but like yeah, some people Big are Sean really sometimes. I know he's not mumble rap, but it's it's talent like like Mac Miller. Hell man, that that man, was one of the most talented musicians we're gonna see. Mac yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, when, when there's so much good music out there, I don't really spend time listening to any of like, that yeah. shit. We're the type of dudes that 
if you if someone starts playing like the top 40 shit mm. and everybody's singing along we're the ones yeah. like looking at it 100% the same way it's just like and everyone's like how do you not know this I'm just like I, there's other things in life to listen yeah. to besides what they give us yeah. it's kind of like it kind of trips you out thinking about you know a lot of people only listen to top 100 and have no idea that their favorite band could be Anything. some yeah. small tiny little band out of Denver, Colorado out of Denver, Colorado from <laughs> the backseaters like, <laughs> some shitty ass little band from out of nowhere could be their favorite band you know yeah that's the power of music and like honestly like being into music and putting out like beats and stuff like uh, I never took on the full thing as being like a true musician because I didn't really play any instruments it's just mm-hmm. like an art that kind of came out of yeah. just like born out, out of itself you know and like I don't know it's it's dope when I, I admire artists now because it's like you when you try it and you like do things and you try to start a band or like yeah. a record label or like a rap group or your own thing like I don't know you really are just like learning more and like the more you keep doing it like the more you just like perfect yeah. what you've fucked up on even if it took you five years well that's one thing I always thought that was like rad about you guys like even in high school up to now, like you always had your own style. Didn't really, you know, do it everybody else did, but like the style thing and like I don't know, there's not a lot of people I know. Like obviously I know a bunch of musicians and stuff, but as far as like completely opening themselves up and like expressing like you guys express yourselves like you're an open fucking box, you know, the fashion comes out, photography, um, you know, music, all that shit, like, you guys just go hard on everything that you like, so, I I think it's rad, you know. I feel like the goal is to do something you like, and that's like, through now, music has taught us so much that it's like, Especially once, like, Reed really got into photography and stuff. Mm-hmm. I started seeing how much other things play such a big role. Yeah. That, like, people in the music industry, like, hit him Dude, up. Dude, yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, when I got into photography, it really... I actually built a lot of good relationships with really talented musicians and artists that I, yeah. I believe in. That's rad. And, you know, the original thing was we, we started a record label a couple of years ago. Or we were, you know, it's it's a thing that's, like, going to be an ongoing yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, a record label can't just happen, you know. And Especially well, and if it money. does, it's a you bright got a lot of light that money burns out quickly. That, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, when I got into photography, I started really meeting all the artists that, like, ideally I would I would want on a record label and yeah one day but you know like it's awesome I've, I've been introduced to like more of the music industry through photography than I probably would have gotten through music which is kind of weird yeah but it's dope and it's my what I want is like 
to just keep doing the photography thing and then mm -hmm. people will slowly find out about my music and be like wait what like yeah that's dope you know i was listening to this uh he's a comedian but his name's duncan trussell mm. yeah duncan trussell and he was just talking about the fact that um like he's a comedian he also likes playing video games, but he's like also getting into like DJing and making music and stuff. Mm. And he was just talking about how, you know, comedy is his number one, but then he started making music. And in a way, he felt like making music taught him and made him like a better comedian. Right. Like, I feel yeah, like, that. I don't know, from the outside looking at your thing, like, you know, you did the music, mm. but now you like, are seeing the culture aspect which Absolutely. might make you understand the music or exactly. you know make different That's, music yeah. so without Definitely. that perspective it's it's you know it's just like remember back in the days when we didn't know anybody and it was for real. literally just him and i loading right. turntables into the car after a gig where no one showed up at yeah. right. <laughs> time and, like i just remember we still do that yeah, yeah. no it's you, it's you guys thing. have only been to the good ones Hey, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Last one was fucking. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just it's everything is just gonna teach you something, and you just gotta be willing to learn it, no matter like. And that's like the main goal that like keeps me happy is just like. You know, I'm about to be 25. I'm like, fuck, I'm like getting old and stuff. But then I'm just like, yo, like, there's so much things that. I can't do just because I haven't like travel, you know, like experienced something that's yeah. led me to something that's, you know, you just gotta yeah, have that right, one right. thing in mind and like, mm -hmm. as long as you have that, it's like, at least you're not, um, I don't know, it's just like, I got a lot of friends that are getting out of college and, you know, they're like accountants and like desk job people and they don't, <laughs> and they're sitting there just like. I didn't go to no college. Right? Nah. I did a semester at uh, ACC. I did yeah, a couple. we did the ACC. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> I did a couple. Yeah. We probably went there at the same time. Probably. Shouts out Melody. We did the oh, audio yeah. engineering. Oh, really? Yeah, you know which was weird? I was in the studio the other day, music studio with um, Kayla Ray. She's, I'll show you her shit. She's really dope. Yeah. Um, and. I went originally to go take photos of her just like doing her thing in the studio because she's mm -hmm. in there all the time and I just wanted to see the creative process. Yeah. And like that had been the first time in fucking forever that I'd been into a music studio and not only that, it wasn't even for like me doing music. Yeah. So it was really cool to like see the process and be a, be a, be a part of it and I was like, damn, I forgot that I went to school for this shit yeah <laughs> and i'm like damn yeah that's awesome yeah it's led to a lot of situations of being a fly on the wall yeah. like some crazy shit. yeah like last night we were with <laughs> fucking nitro circus and travis pastrana and like all those fools you were with them <laughs> yeah. we had a private award <laughs> ceremony for their like tour because it, it was like they played here the Pepsi yeah, last yeah night. Oscar Blues. Yeah. And what the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just chill. Shouts out Shouts just out. chill. Just chill. Uh, mm -hmm. Just chill was he's like a resident DJ for Oscar Blues. Okay. And so when he's just like, hey, I need backup guys, and like we both can DJ. So 
Yeah. We went and he brought all of his records and shit. <laughs> Didn't even like really set his laptop up. Yeah. For anything like that, and yeah. then they like did this award ceremony, and then he played records, and then Travis Pastrana was like, "Did you get to meet Travis Pastrana or any of those dudes?" Honestly, what? I didn't really meet anyone. I just kind of floated. It was, it was kind of <laughs> so intimate. Yeah. Like he went up to chill and was just like, "Yo, man, yeah. thanks for playing the good stuff." Like that's what's up. That and nice. and chill was just like Travis Pastrana just looked me in the eyes. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if uh, if you guys caught episode number four i think it was but i had this girl bailey on here and um she plays at places like metal arc oscar blues oh wait wait don't tell me uh bailey uh what's her last name what's her stage name uh, elora what it's bailey elora maybe it's a different person must be maybe it's bailey that girl what's the other bailey's name She's got soul when she sings, dude. Too. But yeah. she's like in with that like culture aspect as too, or as too. But anyway, she's not playing like you know all the venues that like the back seaters play. No, she has like a band with her, but like she's jazzy as fuck. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy her music, but yeah, mm, she's cool. around that same uh, circuit. You yeah, know, I swear yeah. we might know. That's what's crazy in Denver, though. This like, there's just like little local, just dope culture. That's yeah. like, once you like start meeting a few people, you just meet everyone, and it's like this weird shit. It's cool though. Like, it's it's a good time. Yeah, that's how it was people. for me with like the pop punk and hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like once, like a lot of the kids who went to hardcore shows also went to pop punk shows. But like, once I started going to hardcore shows, it was just like. The little subculture mm. of yeah, you know, shout straight out edge, spot. fucking <laughs> shout out life spot, <laughs> straight up. But like that's where like I learned about straight edge and darkly, and a uh, mm. bunch of rad hardcore bands and the um the crews, the crews in Denver. Mm. Yeah, the fifty two eighty. There was that. There was DKC. Um, there's a Suicide Crew chapter here. Hmm. There's there's a couple of them, yeah. but they get a they get a bad rap sometimes. But you know what? They're really nice guys. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It's those hip hop kids, man. Watch <laughs> man, hip hop. Oh, okay. Hmm. I got a good question. Oh. Okay. What do you think the sketchiest show we ever went to? Oh, speak up for this one. Everybody's got to hear this shit. Fuck, I don't know, man. Um. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. One time there was this crackhead who was like oh, sweating. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. One time we, well, when we were at Red Rock school, like you got shot at or some shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, okay. Uh, while he was on stage? I don't no, even no, think no, no, so, okay, no. Okay, okay. I, I, this is a story where he... Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. whole thing's funny. So we um, story time. Story so time. Tripper Jones used to go by uh, Rhythm, and that's back when like I don't know. I made him some hip hop beats. Twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, twenty fourteen era. And I was making beats for him, and I was doing like his engine. I don't know. I was like recording him. Now he's like a phenomenal engineer. 
Yeah. But he uh songwriter. Yeah, he fucking he got picked up from a promoter to play at Red Rocks and he needed a DJ and he hit us up. He wanted two DJs. So <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous cuz we had four turntables <laughs> for just I don't know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But you did it? You yeah. guys got to play at Red Rocks? Yeah. Okay. For the record, it yeah. wasn't me, yeah, but hold on though. Hold on. It, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like the main stage. It was like for oh. one of those kind of long day yeah. shows in the summer where they had Okay, side stage. Side stage. Yeah, they yeah. had a stage yeah. up top and so we're okay. that's where we were playing. And Schoolboy Q, Nas, Flying Lotus were all on oh, the yeah. bill. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a stacked show, and I remember seeing my ex-girlfriend there for the first time when we broke up. Hmm. I was just like, look at me now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me now. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, and then we we got drunk. My mom bought me a bunch of drinks because she came, and then I was all just lit. And uh, then I went to go get the car because we had to get the car to go up to the top of Red Rocks to get access to... Pre- the turntables. Oh, back where all the gear was. Yeah. yeah. And I went to go get the car, and there's like a helicopter going around, and... There's a stop... Uh, yeah, a checkpoint, checkpoint, and all these cops are going through everybody's car. And like, we Jesus. got a bunch of free weed, and like, co- co- like we had I a whole bunch of I think we were yeah. still underage at this point. Too. Yeah, we were probably like 20. Yeah, I think wow. we were 20. And so the car, the cop searches it, doesn't find shit. They were looking for weapons. Yeah, right, right. and then I drive my car and I go to pull into the entrance to get up top, and oh. it's nothing but cop cars and uh, every single news, news station, new news vans, every shit. single Trucks, news van, whatever. And so we're in there, and I was just we were both so lit, and we'd <laughs> gone all day just like having a living it up, and then yeah. uh, I passed out in the whip. And I wake up, and the sun's coming up, and <laughs> oh, everything shit. was gone. There wasn't any cops well, or news vans. Yeah, yeah, because when we were sitting there waiting, it was you like... slept there was the whole so, thing? Yeah. yeah. And then I Damn. remember just, like, opening my eyes, and I was like, oh, fuck, like... Where's the turntables? No one is... It was like... <laughs> and then we... we blink, and it's We like, went up to Red Rocks, and it's like the time of day where everyone's, like, hiking Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. You know? From yoga. a distance, there's yeah. just our fucking turntables. Just Dude, just sitting there. In the same spot. That's <laughs> insane. I was like, wow, like, they took down the whole stage. <laughs> they took down yeah, everything. They walked off with it. Jeez, no. I'm surprised with That's all incredible. those cops and stuff. Jesus, no yeah. one said anything to just, like, young kids just, like, asleep in a car fucking right Dude, there. We didn't even try to fall asleep. Yeah, but that that was probably one of the sketchy times. And then there's been a lot of times where, like, people are on drugs and... Yeah, just weird shit. Yeah, some crazy... They do some crazy shit and then... Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just like... Look, okay, after... During one of your... Before one of your shows at the Marquee... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember shit? So, we're out front <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And some sketch-ass dude... I, I don't know what he was on or what, but... He's walking down. He said he had just gotten out of, like, jail or prison or something. I think prison. And he was... Wasn't he, like, looking for someone? Oh. And he was, like, trying to go kill someone. Yeah. And he was, like, asking where... Yeah, the Union was. Station was because <laughs> someone. Yeah, she was I remember <laughs> after that we walked in and you guys were all in the marquee. And yeah. We're just like, and we're what? just like, uh, we just had a weird conversation. <laughs> Damn, it's yeah. almost like you guys attract. Absolutely weird 
Dude, we got more stories. We got <laughs> stories for days. Yeah. All the shit. So, I mean, I don't know how much different it is from booking like rock shows and stuff, mm-hmm. but what uh, what's it like booking hip hop shows? It sucks ass. It does. Honestly, do you book more and like contact people, or do you get put on bills with other people more? Can I explain it? All right, yeah. All right. And now to you, Tyrell. Denver hip hop promoter. Generic. Yeah, this guy. And all he does is go, hey, I want to make, I want to see if I can make some money off some people. Yeah. And it's usually like a washed up artist that could never do it themselves. So they, or they've got the idea of it. A new artist who's just yeah. getting put on and thinks that it's sick that they're going to be on the stage. Yeah. They take advantage. That's who they. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's so the they get everybody on. else to yeah. throw, throw And that's just kind of how it works. But, you know, they've. Did you ever get hooked up with Afton? They fucking Afton showcase. Invaded. They just yeah. They did. They prey on. That does sound very the familiar. They prey there was on like gorilla music productions. Mm-hmm. Probably something. Hit us up a couple times. Yeah, Sounds like it was the and, same situation. So, exploit. That's what they do. Is they just exploit yeah. local music scenes. They pick a, a night of the week. They rent out Cervantes, and they're just like, all right. Uh-huh. So we need, you know, we've, we're gonna throw. 10 people on the bill and whoever sells the most tickets gets <laughs> the time that they actually want everyone they only get five up. bucks maybe maybe three bucks out yeah. of their 15 dollar ticket that they sell no you get like two bucks a ticket and that's then what's after crazy you that's your payment you yeah. don't get paid outrageously priced tickets yeah. like 15 20 bucks yeah. and, and what's really sad is when a kid gets that and you know he's got his grandma there he's got his yeah everybody there <laughs> like everybody came out right, right and he sold all those tickets and blah 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 like then they're gonna be like word this kid we're gonna hit him up again make him feel special yeah. yo man if you do this again we'll make yeah. sure that you blow up but you're never gonna and gain then, substantial fans by just hitting yeah. up the same amount the same group of your fucking yeah. high school friends and your family it's like i think truly the way that it was dope and the way that it can work is like as an artist you're just you're doing your thing you're doing you're doing dope shit you're meeting people you're meeting artists that are like who you look up to and then they want to put you on when they have a show yeah and then that's how you can build their fan base like their fan base can leak into yours and like it got to a point where it's like I only wanted to do shows if it was like on a legit bill at a legit venue that's or it was like some private shit and I'm making a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But then like the Afton shit, that shit just burns you out quick. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we did get hitting up all your friends up to, yeah. like to buy I I I got to a point where I was like yeah. I'm not even asking my friends to fucking yeah. buy tickets Yeah, and you look it, externally like, but like really unless you're like super funded and you're like I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's really hard for rappers to make it and it's a dime a dozen thing like Yeah. I mean, those kind of shows, like, and I'll say it again. I don't know if there's another Gorilla Productions, but the one that was, like, putting on Battle of the Bands and shows at Cervantes and stuff, um, they can fuck off because they did that same kind of shit, except for it was if you didn't sell... I think it was like 15 or 20 tickets you couldn't play oh yeah yeah that shit's they did that shit and then yeah selling the overpriced tickets 
and uh, and then a lot of those artists are paying out of pocket for yeah so so that they can be on the stage but yeah so many young bands and artists get swindled by those people Uh just to play at those places and it's it's kind of all the same man it's just like a industry tactic Mm-hmm. It is. I feel like they it's d- exploitation. Yeah, and it, advantage. I mean, I hate selling pre-sale tickets. It's just, yeah. oh, I hate it, I just feel guilty about it because it's like I know I hit you up to come to the shows, but like if I don't sell pre-sale tickets, then I don't get put I don't on get shows. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And this yeah. is like it's totally different when you're going through like Soda Jerk or Live Nation because mm-hmm. they there's been a couple of times where you know, we've proven that we can sell tickets and stuff like that. And, like, they'll just keep us in the back of their minds and, like, put... Sometimes they'll just put us on for a show, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, a week before, and they know we're not going to sell tickets, but because, you know, we've worked with them and done yeah. well. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely... I mean, and I think you would agree to this. When it comes to playing shows usually you should work with like an artist that hits you up not not usually a production company mm-hmm. unless it's like a prominent unless someone's production really company. got their shit on lock yeah, right. can, but a lot of times it's like because we've thrown shows and it's just been such a dud we you know we've literally stayed out all night and put flyers up downtown yeah and like it just money, to be honest though banners, when we did like, that shit it was like <sighs> hip hop shit's weird in Denver if mm-hmm. it's not if it's not like this trap shit and yeah. like new fucking hip hop mm-hmm. then like people don't go to see old school hip hop right now and old school hip hop like, is old school it, yeah. it reminds some people of like, like classic rock yeah exactly yeah. right <laughs> so like I don't know. I don't know. Priest just put out an album. Shouts mm. out Priest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when we saw you guys at Cervantes' the other side, was it? Did you guys both oh. spin there, or was it just? Was it Kundalini's? I didn't really spin for Kundalini's. No, no, no. It was. Oh no! That... I remember you both were there. I think his shit stopped, didn't it? Oh, oh, that was the. Um... This was like semi recently. Yeah, like yeah, last yeah. Year. Like two years ago or some shit. Yeah. It uh, was last year. Maybe. Oh, fuck, it was last year. Yeah. Uh, Cervantes' yeah, yeah, yeah. other side. Um, yeah. What I feel like saying? people just, like, the hard thing when I get really pessimistic is it almost seems like people don't like real... Oof. I'm going to rephrase that. <laughs> people like music, but they're not... Um, you know, they want something that's accessible, mm. something that's, you know, catchy and on the top 100. And, like, think about old school hip-hop or indie rock or alternative rock and stuff right. is it's, like, uh, I don't know. It's almost like indie movies. Like, for me, it's I'm not big yeah. on movies, but, like, you know, if I hear something's an indie movie, sometimes it will deter me from watching that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that makes me sound that, like a stupid snob. That's kind of, it's, nah, yeah, it's hard to judge something yeah. for what it is when like standards are mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, like every game we just compare things to things and like yeah, yeah. 
That's why no one, unless you are, like, you've been through that thing where you, mm-hmm. you sell the tickets and you, no one shows up, no one buys the ticket, whatever happens, like, it's you like really don't. Like, fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's like, we always, I don't like, blame people, though. Guys, like, though. don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, blaming anybody for not buying tickets. Oh, it's yeah, more yeah. just, like, a whatever. defeat of, like, I wish people would just go on the website and buy all the tickets. Right. Because I don't like taking people's money or like, you know, right. doing anything like that. Yeah. Because like, I know, and that's part of the reason why I started this podcast is like, because, you know, it really became clear to me when we put out the EP that, so you spend at least two grand making an EP and, you know, then you pay to get the CDs, all this shit. But people want, you know, a free CD they want a free ticket to the show, right. all this stuff. And like, I can't be mad at them because they don't know right. that like the ticket sales don't really go to us. I mean, a portion yeah. does obviously after, you know, cause they got to pay their people and pay back the night, the electricity, all that stuff. But I feel like sometimes people get a twisted view, like making the music was free and that all the ticket sales just go to us, you know? Right. Yeah. But that's part of the reason I started yeah. the podcast to be like, yo, this is how hard we work. Yeah, there's yeah, more you know? to it than just. And like, I didn't even know that people put up, you know, posters anymore. Do you guys do that often or? Only um, when it's necessary. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, there's been a few times that people have been like, yo, I saw your guys' poster. Yeah. Really? Like, it could have been days right after spots, the event. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's. It's a small city, so if you put it in the right spot, you know, if you if you're yeah. connected in the city, people will see it. Yeah, that's rad. I mean, I I've never done it myself. I should. Yeah. Like I'll leave hand bills in places, but yeah. Right. No, mostly just, I just just go to places yeah, where go you out. Care fans will go. <laughs> Man, to, yeah. You know. Get a big roll of tape and just. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, can I pay you guys to do that for our next show? Yeah, free tickets. Yeah, you could pay us to manage people to go do it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where <Weird, laughs> yeah. pay you to pay somebody? That's else. a job, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. So we're kind of just working on history here, but uh huh. So we got all the music stuff kind of out of the way, right? But did we already? We didn't talk about the. I guess start of loot cake. Shit, no, we haven't even really got there. Let's let's uh, delve into loot cake here. When did it start? And what's it all Three about? Summer twenty fifteen. Years ago. Yes. Three years ago. Okay. Um, it started out because we always, both of us, always kind of wanted something more out of music. To you know, I never saw myself as just an artist like I wanted to do greater things Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to like host a record label and we both just like knew a bunch of dope people and um, we were both you know have our certain qualities that you know we can work with in the label and take care of different things and for a while it was a big focus but it's rough when you don't have money to like properly bring an artist that you know like fucking Yassi it's like She's awesome, but it's like to make the music we wanted to make, we have money for like studio time yeah. and all sorts of shit like that, you know, which we could figure out ways to go low budget, 
but but then we end up going broke doing it and right. it's just like it's really and then, and then the whole thing of like all right so how would we put it out what would we do with it right yeah. what exactly would make this worth the time mm-hmm. right and it, it started actually first we had there's all the kundalinians pretty much yeah. yeah and um we were gonna like make a, a mixtape kind of thing put it out as all them produced by us mm-hmm. and um it just never went anywhere it's because um, oh okay it was the llama theory have you ever heard about uh, it? the llama theater or theory, theory? Yeah. <laughs> sorry um <laughs> no i have not so you got 10 guard llamas right then you got one guard llama. Ten guard llamas will start to share the complacency and think that the next llama is guarding. Oh, okay. And it right. goes in a circuit, so everyone, yeah. no one actually has the ball. You know, they're not holding it up. The one yeah. guard llama has its its true purpose. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's really you know, you know big group of llamas like. Yeah, at yeah. one point, and we were just like, fuck sure. This. So yeah, then we said, gotta fuck have that. Dad, band dad. <laughs> That's my job. But then, then we said, fuck that. Dave wasn't working out, and then we were going to. Then we made it all about uh, beat makers, producers, okay. hip hop producers, and beat makers, and so we did that. And that's how we officially launched. That was yeah. that was a big step. Because you guys had. Were, a few tracks on SoundCloud, right? From like a couple different people. Um, we were hosting yeah new playlists every week. Of yeah, the yeah. Artists. So we had six artists, including ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And so we were just like rotating that and making playlists. And shouts out Seneca B. Yeah, shouts out. She Seneca. is amazing. She's a great, great producer. Um, Seneca. And B. she was just on board with it, which was dope. Yeah. And now she's. One of our best friends. Um, she was cool. That's and then we wanted to, to meet artists in Denver, singers, rappers, etc. Mm-hmm. To do singles over beats from our label. And then we were just going to do kind of singles. Yeah. Mostly different people. beats, yeah. But the engineer we were working with was really dope, but he was doing kind of bigger shit. He's a homie. But yeah. like we just, he was giving us a hookup for price, but it's mm-hmm. just like, Man, like between all that we wanted to do, there was just no way. Literally, yeah. there's no way. The return like, wasn't there. Yeah. Low key, we tried to sell drugs once, and it didn't really work. <laughs> don't sell drugs. <laughs> but don't like sell drugs. Don't do. But drugs. that's where photography started coming in. Drugs it was like. The label shit is kind of on hold right now. There's ideas and stuff, but. Yet rad hats. The hats are fucking dope. Yeah. The hats oh, are rad. Yeah. That's actually. We're going to have a whole new round of Right. Do Loot Cake Clothing. Well, yeah. uh, Loot Cake Clothing Co. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're Bam. working on it, though. All then, leopard um, print. Photography, though, that shit, it's cool to express art from a visual aspect. So versus... is that where you went, not to, like, cut you off? Yeah, Even though much. I have, like, a hundred times, but you went from Loot <laughs> Cake, and then did you go straight into photography from there? Basically, it took That was your a little progression bit. of expression. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a camera because I was really inspired by some yeah. shit I saw in the culture. And then, yeah, yeah one thing just led to the next. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. I yeah. did, like, one shoot, um, and then, like, 
you know, people were like, oh, that was really dope, we should shoot, and then I shot with them, and then it yeah. just built, and um, now it's awesome, it's how I make my money. Yeah. And it's, that is awesome. It's cool, like I was going to say, it's expression from visual instead of auditorial. Yeah. It happened, like, happened fast. Dude, it was like, a you year. know, you were all a year. doing the loot cake stuff and then it was like, bam, you were a photographer, you know? Right. Well, and the other thing, it was just so hard to gather all these ideas and stuff with all these people and to make it happen, you know? Like, yeah. it's hard to rely on anyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, I see it as like when, when shit's stronger the label will thrive when we're able to make it what we want. Yeah. And we're creating like crazy relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when right. you can like delegate the responsibilities of each one of your people, like right. Right. sometimes it's hard when you're like, hey, you're going to be the dude that makes posters. And right. that's his only job, but he wants to do this. But you mm. know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. It's, it is hard relying on people, but, uh, Sometimes I feel like in my experiences, it like pushes me to work 10 times harder. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you're not going to do that. I'll do it myself. Yeah. And I'll yeah. go 10 times harder than you would have. Yeah. It makes you, you know, persistent so. and like, uh, you know, sourceful. It's yeah. like, so you're doing, are you doing photography too? Um, I dabble with it. Not as much. Was but that I'm his doing... camera that you used at our EP release show that like super old one? Um, no, that was one of mine. Yeah, I that, got like a bunch of those. That took some rad pictures. Yeah, mm. that's another thing. Like going back to the expression and style and shit. Like mm. you didn't just show up with like a Nikon or whatever. You show, yeah. showed up with this like super old school camera that took Some these film. rad fucking pictures. Yeah, yeah. on we'll film. Well, dude, it's like our theory or like our perspective on hip hop. Like yeah. It was like we wanted to make old school sounding shit. So then with photography, it's like shooting film is like yeah. the same shit. It's the same thing as Analog. getting the records and yeah. shopping it. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing about it is like, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Is like, I've known you guys for a long time, and you're not like those people that say that's what everybody else likes and is doing. <laughs> I'm going to do this way because of that. You know what I mean? You don't go the opposite way to be a hipster or whatever. Right. Like, right. As yeah. in, right. you know, direct effect of what's popular. Like, you do it because, like, you go, okay, that's cool. And then you find your own, like, little niche in it. You know what I Game mean? Game where you fit in, you know? Yeah. Spend some time around anything. Yeah. I just didn't want people to, like... Yeah think that you guys were like oh, that's so mainstream <laughs> no. yeah no, no. <laughs> never gonna do that which is funny because i'll like check out mainstream stuff and i can yeah. see why people are yeah into it. there's like underlying yeah. things about everything even things you don't like it's yeah. like mm-hmm. there's like underlying things that make it justify yeah. it yes yeah. yeah but that's like the biggest word i think that encompasses like everything that you guys do is expression Absolutely. Like, it's all a direct expression of, like, the both of you. It's the only so. way. I get, and it's kind of fucked up, but, like, when I see really cool art, I get this, like, envy is sort of thing, and it's like, goddamn, like, I really 
that's dope. I want to express myself like how yeah. that person did. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And like, I've done that with songs. Like, I'll hear a song. Uh-huh. And, and you're know, like, damn, I, I could have. Oh. Well, yeah. And I'll love like the structure and the sound and like the feeling or whatever. Mm. And like, I'll go to try and do something similar to it. And like, I'll be hearing that song in my head as I'm like recording the drums or mm. the guitar part. You know, even though the guitar part's completely different, but right. like it comes out as, you know, well, a that's product just inspiration. Of myself. You know, that's yeah, yeah, getting inspired off of yeah. things, and that's the cool thing is like you know, like Van Gogh could look at something and just be like, yeah, perceives it, and then it's just like even if he tried to make it, like it's his own perception that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's right, right, yeah. That's probably what, I mean, I'm going to say that's what makes you a good artist. If you can, like, look at somebody else's art and then, like, draw, like, some bit of inspiration. Because if you're just, like, looking at the world around you, whether it's music, visual art, anything like that, and you're going, I got my own shit, I'm better than all this, then you're, like, just closing that door rather than, like, picking little pieces out of all of it and then incorporating your own style and building it up yeah so that's like like now i'm working on clothing yeah and so pretty much trying to be able to make anything yeah works it um i'm working on my own line and then that's kind of where we're coming together now it's just like me photography you're starting a clothing line yeah i'm starting a what's uh, it called sewn love S E W N dot L O C. Yeah. Is this and like in the beginning stages? Um, pretty much. It started as You a, heard it here first. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out in March, and that's like really yeah. what I'm aiming for. I'll rep that shit. Yeah, yeah I'll cool. get you a nice pair of underpants. Like for real. <laughs> two inch band, the elat woven elastic, but that's trust me, I'm working on it. Or a t shirt. I get you a pocket piece. You like okay. cats? Nope. You like dogs? Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Cats, I just, I don't get it, man. Yeah. I think it's because, like, I myself am more like a dog than a cat. Like, yeah. you guys have known me for a long time. I'm I very, like, in so. your face, pay attention <laughs> to me, look at me, look at me, look at me, as opposed to, like, Leave you might be on. more yeah. like a cat, and you're just like, fuck you. You want to fuck with me? Cool. Yeah. Dude, I, that's why I, I, I fuck with cats. Truly, yeah. like, I love dogs because I grew up with dogs, but, like, cats are just cool because they don't require as much attention. Exactly. Well, I heard this crazy theory the other day that, uh, so it takes a, a cat, per, a person with mannerisms like a cat to mm. enjoy dogs more. And it takes a oh, person with mannerisms more like a dog to enjoy cats more. Right, right. That balance. My girlfriend's kind of like a dog, and she'd love her cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she would be more of a dog than a cat. I can see it. I'm kind of like a cat, and I, I really love dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm still testing that one out. Uh-huh. You know, as I've gotten older, I'm less of the, hey, pay attention to me, look at me, look at me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to be more like of a recluse you know like not wanting to go and do anything sometimes like 
I'll see people out in public and I'll know that there's like an impending conversation if we like make eye contact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that so shit. I'll just like duck behind <laughs> somewhere, oh, not yeah. because of like that person. No, no, just yeah. Because yeah. of like it's like daily social anxiety. Like, yeah, I'm just I, like oh, I don't even want to have this fucking conversation. Do you think that there's a possibility, like psychologically, that because we're all in like the same boat as opposed to like college, because like all our friends are getting out of college right now, true, and like talking to all of them and like the jobs they're getting sometimes like i feel like i don't know i get in my head about the fact that they went to college they're getting out they're getting these jobs like some people they aren't getting the jobs though and they're getting out and going back to starbucks but i just i don't know i feel like i get self-conscious because i'm gonna say i'm a car detailer and i play in a band yeah, but right. you know At what? At least like, you take care of your shit, though. Yeah, it's like, but we're artists, and yeah. if you trap an artist in a fucking cubicle, mm-hmm. that's torture. It just doesn't like, work. I don't care how I fuck it. That's dude, where like, I feel like a lot of people really lose happiness in their life is because they've set up these, like, like feeling like kind of inferior to kid, like the yeah. dudes that did go to college. Like, honestly... I fucking like to make them feel inferior because... I did what I wanted to. And yeah, it's and, like, and they're trying to take notes from that, you know. And well, they, and they probably do feel that, and I'm just up in my head about right. that. Right. Yeah, up yeah. In their head. It's all yeah. But think so. about all the stuff you've you've been able to enjoy with like going on man, tour. I, I got Shit. a friend that's yeah. an accountant, and we used to be like homeboys, and now he's just like, yeah. So like, in layman's terms, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, dude, I don't. Like, yeah. I, I literally could like stare at a wall and get more out of, <laughs> you know I don't want to and, and that's that's where people really start to lose like some part of them that doesn't you know and then they're exactly. going to be envying you I mean I respect the ones who went through with it because that is hard work that in high school and shit I yeah. was not willing to do I was too lazy to fucking work hard yeah but like yeah man but the thing everybody's different yeah you know if you go to college and like some people just like that security like it's kind of like popular. selling out to your soul, though, in a yeah. way. Yeah. A very popular degree is like a business degree. You go and you get your four-year degree in business. Yeah. And then you go out and you kind of just have this like little platform that's going to guide you and you can go down any one of the tunnels right. and just like, I don't know, I feel like people just like to have that steady foundation and not like, Because right. it's know. what we've been told. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, and yeah. especially like... Like, I hate to say it, but, like, kind of, like, this whole area with, like, like just the way the culture is down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the man with everything walks out, and he's watering his perfectly mowed lawn that workers did, and he's sitting there, and then he sees his neighbor with a fresher car than him. He's, he's sitting <laughs> yeah. there. He's already got it all. Right, And his right. wife loves him, still yeah. loves him. And, you know, he's sitting there feeling inferior to the next person like for me it's just like right like sick car bro like, <laughs> yeah. we're all getting to point a to point b like right, that's exactly. what really matters like yeah <laughs> i don't well, know like side note about cars you get a car that can go fucking 250 miles an hour when the fuck yeah. are you gonna go 250 miles an hour shit man i would i'd jump it yeah <laughs> i went 130 in my 97 jetta once 
For real? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. That idea. green one? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's insane. That car was fucking just... That shit, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given mm. was by this dude that came into this place I was working at. And uh, he was super fucking old, and he was telling me how him and his wife were celebrating their, like, 60th anniversary or some shit like that. Mm. And he goes, you got a girlfriend? And I said, yeah, yeah, I got a girlfriend. And he goes, let me tell you something, if you care about this girl. He goes, anytime you think the grass is greener on the other side, it's always AstroTurf. <laughs> and I was mm, like, straight up. Mm, that's true that shit, That is though. Confucius. That's yeah. true yeah. shit, yeah, I I mean I've thought about it ever since. Any time I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, that person has got it all made. They're secure, everything like that. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It would be nice. I heard somebody say that they were like, you know, the people who say that you know money doesn't take your problems away. Mm. It takes away the money problem, which, which is, is like uh, a problem right now for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when like, you don't have it, it's like the only yeah. fucking problem. Yeah. It's like borrowing pieces of a puzzle. Like, okay, let's say I borrow the wealth piece of that puzzle. Right. And so they're without a piece and then they gotta take a piece for something that fits them and like mm. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Wanting what you don't have is yeah. a bitch. And, yeah, and that, that's where we all suffer yeah. so much. For sure. Like, in the less, it's like, I got a girlfriend now, but, like, when I look at, like, I don't know, you, you can, there's, like, higher levels to it. Because you can look at, like, a beautiful woman and just be like, dang, like, I already know she's got it. Like, mm-hmm. she got the whole thing, like, mm. and then you're just like, well, what makes her, like, Better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know, you just, it's like, we see so much shit all the time of of dudes just like ruining it and just being like, hey, I'm a dude, I got my thing. (laughs) I'm you know, and I see people do that. Just drive down Larimer on a Friday night. Seriously, man. And, oh, man. Ladies, you know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Like, fuck boys. There's you want to find a real fucking, man? Yeah. Go to the thrift store. Yeah. Look yeah. in the aisle that has cheetah print. Hey, that's where I'll be. Print. <laughs> yeah. Find a real man. All that shit. Whatever. He ain't wearing Ray Bans. No, I'm wearing <laughs> these. Versace. Yeah. What are they? The, I don't know. They're called Luke's. 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 Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Homegirl. Yeah. Uh has something with uh, them and wanted to take pictures of me and I but yeah so I guess getting back on track with like um, where we're at with things it's gonna be combining fashion and photography creating that'd be dope Uh marketable vibes so what's gonna be (laughs) the basis of your clothing like what's it'll be idea around it love um well, really, it's so in love because I heard some stupid joke on some TV show, and it was like, <laughs> what did the stitch say to the shirt? I'm so in love with you. Or something like that. And I was just like, so in love. Huh. So in love. And then I was thinking about it, and my sister has been teaching me how to sew. Mm-hmm. And she makes competition, like, bodybuilder bikinis oh, that damn. have, like, the psoriasis yeah. crystals, all that. 
So she makes all that, and so she's been teaching me how to sew. Like I perfected the pocket. Um, I sewed the tag into the shirt, and that was branded by Yafi. I don't know. But anyway, it's all about kind of coming together like that because she really wants to do swimwear. So what we're going to do is create an economy line swimwear of something that's in between like a competition bodybuilding suit and a regular bikini. Yeah. And hmm. also I'm going to get, uh, you'll see, it, it'll be based around undergarments. Okay. So you're not looking just to do like, you know, design t-shirt. Yeah. You're looking to expand, like obviously not to the supreme point where you're just putting your logo on a hammer and um, then selling it. Honestly, might, I don't know. honestly, like I, I could, yeah. I've got catalogs. I could, I could do it. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's just like, I don't know. I could put a logo on literally anything. I'd find a way to do it, put a sticker on it, whatever. But yeah. really, we. I just want to do clothing and then have that branch out into just like whatever I want. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Definitely. And then, I don't know, we're going to combine that with like photography. photography and that's really where like the brand will. Yeah. That's what I love doing with photography is like fashion and people and dope clothes. Yeah. Well, especially if like when you get the clothes like up and running, if you can get, you know, rap artists or whatever to be influencers for your clothing yeah. and then he's taking the pictures and then everybody's seeing the pictures like mm. yeah it's it not, is it's almost like loot cake has the possibility of being like a multimedia company yeah, yeah totally in a sense but we've broken it down like because i've got like my own branding company mm -hmm. you know reed's got or garrett's got his uh uh you know photography company hey. and, and that's just like i don't know it's it's broken down to just like what can we do individually and like it's compartmentalizing yeah, itself yeah yeah and it's just like like with the kundalinians we were all dope together right but no one had any foundation of anything the real. hardest thing is getting that many creative people together like everyone's gonna want to do what they want to do and yeah. it's so hard to compromise a vision that's like it's like a three-legged race it's starting a fucking band like yeah you know, singer might want it to be on this type of tip, but then like drummer's like, well, fuck that. Like, I want it to be like this. Or, but just in general, getting creative people together, it's hard to find the yeah. ones that are willing to Easier compromise. Yeah. yeah. Well, and part part of the thing about that is like, creativity is definitely like a strong sixty percent. But if like the yeah. other 40 cent, 40 percent <laughs> is like business promoting all that stuff. And like if you're not on social media, if you're not, you know, it's throwing it in people's face yeah. all the time, it's non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, creativity is the best. But if no one sees it, you know, right. Yeah, for sure. But uh, also getting back to my notes. We kind of mm. touched on mumble rap in the music <laughs> industry a little bit, uh -huh. but how how do you feel about streaming in regards oh. to like, I guess from the point of an artist and the point of a consumer? I will say as a consumer, 
because for music recently I've been a consumer I haven't been mm-hmm. an artist yeah I fucking as a consumer I love Spotify yeah because you can find anything make dope playlists share it with except people except for Jay-Z oh right I've yeah. said that on like <laughs> six podcasts but as an artist I think it's cool people can hate on it and it's like you don't get paid shit if you're a small artist yeah but um maybe big artist too there's a lot of potential in the music industry with the streaming like I remember looking at some numbers and like music industry as a whole have been on the rise like pretty big and it's had to do with streaming recently yeah within the last couple years um I just like to hear other people's perspectives you know what I mean yeah yeah but it does take away from yeah like buy my album for 10 bucks because if if everyone streamed your shit a few times that yeah. it's not even going to equal 10 bucks like well, and they go why would i buy your cd my card doesn't have a cd I have an ox player and i have cups yeah. i have bluetooth there'll be a whole generation of kids that don't know music beyond it's kind of like screen. legal fucking lime wire or some yeah. shit you know yeah. well did you hear the story i told on one of my episodes about going into best buy and them not selling cds anymore oh really yeah i went in there and I second kid, spin closed I know that shit bums me the fuck out yeah. but uh the kid asked if he could help me and I said uh yeah where where are you guys CDs and he goes <laughs> you mean like the ones that you put stuff on oh, and I said no, no the ones that have stuff already on them and they're in the package <laughs> yeah. and he goes oh we don't sell those anymore you still buy those what and I just Asshole. Oh god! I bit my tongue, but like uh, I, I, I get it with streaming. Like streaming is pushed in your face. Why would you look anywhere else? You know yeah. what I mean. I think it's really dope because we're past the point of like, you know, everyone's like not on LimeWire. <laughs> it's getting harder to find downloads of, of albums and stuff like right. that. Right. So it in in like, hey, and it doesn't take up space on your phone. Yeah, I'm always out of space. Yeah, and I don't know. It's like the Anderson Pack album is gonna come out soon, and I plan on buying. I want to buy the record and the CD. Like we're gonna have, we're gonna buy that support. Yeah, Yeah. we got on his Instagram story. You did? Yeah, Yeah. both of us. He got on his page. (laughs) Yeah, that's rad. I fell on a treadmill. A post. We were doing the Tints challenge. He released a song with Kendrick Lamar called Tints uh-huh. and he like yeah and uh he he's a goofy dude man but yeah. we like did the Tints challenge and he all posted it and shit it was cool cause he's like my favorite fucking artist that's rad yeah, yeah. uh so you still like buy CDs and like albums of like artists if, that if you, it's like, worth it yeah, yeah. Super fuck with. cause Definitely. it's like it's like like having it on like wax or something mm-hmm. like that it's just like that's gonna go on the shelf. And that's if something you every, can have forever. If the climate's good within here, that's gonna sit on there for a hundred right. years. Right. Yep. But these streaming, who knows? In 10, 20, 50 years, Spotify may never exist, and it could be some other bullshit. What it's, if music got fucking censored, like some weird Ray Bradbury book or something? But I, then you still have a record, 
in the future you still have yeah. that solid piece of music yeah and the book and the lyrics and the thank yous and like yeah i love reading that shit there's always like extra art in the booklet mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's just so much you get out of having a physical copy right and just like being able to know like you know if the internet just explodes and goes down exactly. tomorrow i still have this music yes exactly yeah. oh yeah there's nothing like it but yeah. you know it's it's nice to have you on and hear a fresh perspective because like mm. there's a general consensus about streaming right. among all artists because you don't make a shit ton of money off streaming yeah. but uh the guy who produces our music when him and i were talking he said that you know bands nowadays are a clothing brand that yeah. also makes music yeah you know I mean? yeah for sure because of merch and man that's shit. that's our whole what really inspired us really in like the beginning was we we're at acc and mm. we uh got everything you need to know about the music business the book i was the one that bought the book and then hey i've never bought the fucking and then books. what was it uh everything you need to know about the music business i think i have that book. probably yeah and so we you know we would like study that book in class and this dude ed would tell us everything about it and that uh, was cool ed was dope but he would it's kind of strange yeah and but that was the time where it was kind of in between so like yeah i really think it's dope with streaming because it can be monetized like you know, yeah, like yeah, an, yeah. an artist song it, can blow shit. up yeah. and it's not just like some link mm -hmm. that everyone's going to to find it, that they get it. Now it's just like, boom. Yeah. And it, it makes it really dope that you could think of any song you want to hear at the moment. Yeah. And say, hey, Siri, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely like potential and in regards to like everything else, we're still in the early stages of all of it. I mean, like iTunes and MP3 players have only been around for so imagine this 17, way. 18 years, streaming's you know? just another way to market your shit because if it didn't yeah. exist you'd only be known for what people physically saw people are That's still going to be buying your shit physically if they if they're a fan yeah but if your shit's also on Spotify fuck it if you're not making that much money you can be out and be like yo mm -hmm. I'm on Spotify like my shit right now yeah like and you know Streaming's gonna be a, you know, it's it's already a multi-billion dollar. Shit, did yeah. it hit billions? I'm sure it did. We we've been looking at it, but you know, it's just like I think they grossed over like a billion dollars or seven billion. The music, I know the music. So that's a lot of money up. in yeah. the air, you know, that's going towards all that stuff, and that's streaming. Meanwhile, with both stats, streaming's up, and it's in the last few years more than it's ever been. Right, and then. On top of that, vinyl sales are still also, yeah. Yeah. being more popular every year. They're increasing. And yeah. yeah, and that also goes with like uh, cassettes have a weird niche. Yeah, cassettes. I don't get it. They don't sound good. <laughs> yeah, that's the they don't. point. <laughs> but like, okay, so if streaming is like making all this money, where's the money going? How come it's these going artists? to the millions. Well, and think millions about all the people that you need to break bread with. Think about on an Anderson Pack album. Yeah. There, there's like fucking fifty different or more people credited, right? So you're breaking okay. bread between a label, the people who work on the with him on, on that label, 
mm-hmm. then like all of the co-songwriters, all the studio guitarists, drummers, yeah. like of course you're only getting such a small fraction and then you have to break bread with all that too. But I mean like what about bands though? Right. If it's, well, you know, the bands it's a sticky like it is. it's hard to it do it's, it's harder than it and people don't love like the whole the essence of rock and roll and rock you and think roll that there's a lack of passion for music these days it's a low standard man yeah there's the, the real like, ones people are don't have that ones. passion to go out and explore music and find but music th- you know think about it's just mainstream how shit always has been it's like there's the the people who are more into art and get into it and they will get into it but then like there's people who just never even knew that there was more shit than the beatles in the 60s and 70s like yeah think about every little fangirl who just like the beatles beatles are amazing but like there's other bands from that era that were fucking also amazing that people don't even know about yeah definitely like yeah and all in like a bunch of genres. Cause yes, yeah. There's yeah. like Bob Dylan, but then like some of my favorite jazz, like Thelonious Monk, Dave Brubeck, um, Bill Evans Trio, mm. Wes Montgomery, like all of that came around like 50s, 60s, 70s. That like yeah stuff that sounds like it's like semi lo-fi, but not so like high fidelity like it is today that it mm, sounds yeah. like, I don't like that jazz. Yeah. Like new well, wave jazz, jazz was synthesized. Jazz oh, before yeah. multi-track recording. Yeah. Or like music in a, in a whole where they it's have insane a whole band that in one you could have yeah. yeah. All of them in one room. And they would have it yeah. down. Like that was, this shit's and nuts, that, that's dude. what those that's so well mic placement for that. Yeah. That was way Holy more shit. scientific than it is yes. today. Right. You know, well, yeah, mean, now it's no all direct input. The Beatles kinda like had a big part in doing shit instead of like like they would multi-track it and they were the f- first they really were like yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um they kind of did hip-hop before way before hip-hop was hip-hop like some methods of hip-hop production yeah you know looping shit and doing shit's cool as fuck but then they inspired like the beach boys which like yeah. kind of inspired Fleetwood Mac between them and yeah, I mean they inspired just about everybody. Everyone. The Beatles and Elvis and yeah, because I mean that was uh, Elvis was one of Tom Petty's biggest mm. influences, you know. Yeah, but uh, Ooh, have you ever watched uh, Defiant ones? Yeah, that shit with uh, Dr. Dre. Yeah. And, uh, Jimmy Iovine, yeah, that shit's really cool. Jimmy Iovine is fucking gangster. He's been behind so many. Everybody. Just, Tom Petty, Fleetwood Mac, yeah, Dr. Dre, yeah, Shady. Those people, man, it's like Rick Rubens, Rick Rubens. Rubens. Yeah. Like, How many people that's... are there like that right. nowadays? Like, but it's that crazy. really had a big influence on people DJ like that. Khaled. Is he like no trying to? I'm not saying like was, he's was up he trying caliber, yeah. but like. What major producers today are like Jimmy Iovine, Rick Rubin? I think Dr. Dre for sure. Well, Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre, but I yeah. think in a in another way, that's what Kanye West is doing, sort of 
and that's what he's done he's been yeah, doing yeah. that shit like he it's weird with people like that like people who come into the industry and set a standard mm-hmm. it's almost like once they set a dope standard they can do whatever the fuck they want and people are gonna follow it because they're yeah. the pioneers and like Jimmy Iovine says that this is a great song then it is like, yeah Just yeah. it does have a lot of influence. Anderson Pack though, I fuck with. He makes albums the way albums have been made. Like he, he is really dope. He cuts shit on tape and yeah. I don't know. It's just he's that's really yeah. Good. Records it to tape. I mean, I'm sure on a lot of stuff. Yeah, Tyler the, the Creator did that with their last album yeah. as well. Tyler yeah. the Creator, he does that. He's just an amazing producer. Yeah, like, yeah. I haven't heard. I don't think I've ever heard anything he produced. Man, he produces like all of it, probably. Really? He's just literally. He's a dope, yeah. just curator of just. But he, he's a great musician. Yeah. And yeah. he's, I, I think he's a better musician than a rapper. Like, yeah. yeah. His rapper. I heard Goblin just hard. <laughs> Man, that shit had. I, my Odd Future stage was nuts. That's when we That were, shit like, was wild, that whole era. Throwing fucking driveway lamps through windshields oh man that shit had us dumb like yeah, doing we were just doing ruthless shit, shit. Future. that just time period of listening to shit it? like that kill people burn shit fuck school yeah <laughs> like, that is my shit man yeah we would get dumb and now they're just like clothing at zoomies uh, Tyler the Creator is he makes like, have you seen that like genius. all the odd future shit they have in Zoomies I haven't even yeah, been in I a Zoomies imagine. for fucking for Tyler like the they Creator. have their own rack like the hundreds like uh-huh. uh, fucking mm-hmm. uh, what's that one diamond like oh, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. their own little section that's all odd future shit right well now it's it's, it's nuts. golf wing or whatever golf wing yeah. Yeah. dude I fuck with that dude, though dude I really fuck with it it's, he's, he's got this style that's so cool of like 50's golf dad fucking shit yeah. I, I think it's dope <laughs> but he was I think and his music videos are always weird yeah, just the yeah. way he does his art it's like a signature yeah, yeah. like the work he's done with Cali Cali you just Maybe I'm just not paying attention anymore. I don't know. Yeah, that well, pretty good. There's a lot to so fucking good. pay attention yeah, to. So he got much. Bootsy Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That video, you need yeah. to watch that. Uh, After the Storm. Tyler, yeah, the creator. Yeah. And Bootsy Kelly Collins. Kelly Uchis is so fucking dope. So you Link better be careful, yeah. baby. So what you're doing photography, you're doing clothing. Mm. What are you guys' plans for the future going forward? What is like you know, the upcoming future look like for both of you? I'm really just trying to get this money, book a lot of shoots. Um, I want to like in the near future have my own studio, photography studio. Okay. And bring artists in and you know create vibes in the studio, create sets and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, get involved with fashion, you know, um, and it could all coincide that's the thing where it's all leading to is one day i believe that all this photography and fashion and music is all going to meet up one day and just all make sense that like you took all these roads to yeah. get to like this area round you out yeah my dad will finally love me <laughs> <laughs> but straight <laughs> you know 
it'll all make sense yeah. that's, that's the hope but it's also like so rewarding in the meantime when you have like memories of just like doing what you want and yeah. Yeah. like we were talking about earlier a lot of friends coming back from college and they're not gonna do what they want and they're gonna accept that yeah that's scary but that's but scary. but also Shit, some right. but a lot they never had a thriving passion to no. go do something so like some at the don't. same time maybe they it's just never crossed their mind like some people don't have a interest that's maybe their interest yeah. is like their fucking degree or whatever they got a degree in and their job and at that point, they're just brainwashed from school. Yeah. I mean. Well, it's a, <laughs> That's, it's a yeah. blessing and a curse to have, you know, yeah, been able fuck. to, like, the way I always thought about it is, like, you're walking with this crowd of people down a street, and then, like, all of a sudden, you just stop and watch the people walk in and, like, actually do, like, a 360 look <laughs> all around, you know what I mean? Mm. It's a blessing and a curse to be able to step out of that box and look at everything as like mm. a you know third party or whatever right like it's awesome because you can see things in a new way but it also like i feel like that's why some artists are like real artists are depressed because they're analyzing the world and seeing it for like what it really is yeah as opposed to the people living in the matrix the sheep <laughs> the sheeple yeah so uh some love we can expect that by march yeah and uh, the boutique i'm working at um it's my sister's boutique and i've taken over it where is it at again 1872 south broadway right next to euro crepes and yes. it's right next to regal vintage um but yeah i'm gonna be turning that pretty much into a sweatshop um <laughs> <laughs> your sweat yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I got my nephew. I got a bunch of nephews and nieces I can put to work. <laughs> but um, just kidding. <laughs> Shouts out Nike. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do that, and then we we also have a photo studio, and you're always welcome to come through and fuck yeah, like yeah. check it out. Yeah, we've got um, nine foot up to a twelve foot. Yeah, like backdrop. Yeah, so just okay. get get colors, get different different colors to backdrop and um, create some vibes. Yeah, if you like, like basically bad. what I want to do is like I like a flat background. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm so used to my shoots. I go outside and yeah. um, I go to like old vintage looking buildings and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, that culture, bro. Yeah, yeah. But then the studio shit's cool because it's a subject with no like hoopla around the fucking yeah. picture. It's just like them, yeah. isolated, like and it's like exposed. That's when you can really feel it's raw. Their, it's raw, yeah, because it's yeah. like it's down to them and their expression. You don't have a dope sign in the background distracting you. Yeah, and shit. Studio shit. I, I want to get more into that definitely in the future. That's what I'm working on right now. Hell yeah. So, uh, to end the podcast, mm. is there a song you guys want to have at the end of this? Ooh. Can't oh. be anything like, obviously, it's not going to be anything mainstream, but like, 
maybe a sample or something you guys put together something we could put oh, at the end oh. that's not going to get us in trouble oh oh copyrights <laughs> yeah and stuff yeah, I got you. true hmm hmm well, let's let's think of uh, one of our friends um hmm play that So many different options here. Holy cow. Um, Maybe you should dig up the Ableton recording. Uh, recordings of uh, early Queen Khalifa. Oh, shit. Well, Either that or some petty crimes. That'd be petty crimes. Remember that beat? What's the word? What's the word? Taking over. Yeah. The one, what's the one who did it? Side three. Def, Desifinado. Alright. I don't know. Can we, yeah, yeah, find a dope beat that we made. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys can send it to me. Yeah. We need it now. Uh. Sweet I mean, you know. Shit. Do, you, do you have like one picked up? I don't Maybe. know if we can find it. Is it on SoundCloud? No. So, whatever you're about to hear is we'll find it. a fresh track that you can't get anywhere else. Except for from these two knuckleheads right here. Some damn knuckleheads. Is it just me or is it crazy that we've known each other for over 10 years now? That That's is wild. Since that we were 14. 10 years, though, like in. It's a fucking decade. That's like half yeah. a uh, um, like almost half our life. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. What? A decade? Wow. That's crazy. Okay, right? I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What are in in the future for history, what are people gonna call the early two thousands? Are they gonna call it the zeros? See people I keep seeing it and people are just calling it the two thousands. Fuck that though. I I wanna call it the zeros. Zeros and then the tens and the twenties are starting over. It's a new fucking yeah. shit. Zeros. But I mean, like, yeah, uh, I've you know seen YouTube videos that are like the top music videos for the two thousands, mm. and like it sounds weird because it sounds like it would encompass all of the two. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it literally just refer refers to everything, right? Almost up until two thousand ten. Oh wait a minute. Raw sex. You could play that beat or it's just in. We're getting a tune. No R. Should I play it on the phone? No R. It's pretty loud. Is there any way you can send it to me? Yeah. Airdrop. Because if you can send it to me, then I will put it at the end of this recording. Ah. And then it'll play at the end of the podcast. Sneak peek. Wait. Oh. 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 I already like it. Yeah. Ooh, is this a banger? Do we have that on Dropbox though? I don't have Dropbox. So what what is the song that we're gonna be hearing? Um ooh. It's a beat we made called Ross X. Ross X? Raw. Yes. Ross. <laughs> Ross. Oh, okay. Yes. It sounded like you said Ross X. 
Yeah, that's it. Is that what you no, said, no. or did you? I did. Okay, it's raw right. sex. Raw sex. Raw. All right. Raw. R a w s e c k s. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, so, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it's man. Been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for it's having been us. Cool talking. I've always wondered what the the roots of Reed and Rel were. <laughs> so right, right. I'm glad I got to hear it. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thank you guys, we could share. and uh, we'll get together again. Definitely. Do another podcast. Hell yeah, I'm always down. So yeah. yeah, the track you're gonna hear to close out this podcast is "Raw Sex." That's right. By Reed and Tyrell. Where <laughs> Make sure We're you check them out on Instagram at Garrett Reed Film yes. and at Thelonious mm. mm. Thanks everybody. Bye.